Father, as we face the unknowns of 2018, I pray that we would more securely know that we belong to you and may share that belonging with others for your glory. Amen. Please sit down. So, Christmas Day was almost a week ago. Wow! Doesn't time fly? Because for sure, Advent took a long time in our household. Every day. Like, how many days to Christmas, Dad? How many days? How many nights? Um, but we actually, we actually had a wonderful Christmas Day here at home in Pittsburgh. Just smiley faces surrounding me and presents and people playing nicely together. Um, it was remarkable. Now, the Queen of England gives an annual Christmas address, and this year she said, we think of our homes as places of warmth, familiarity, and love. And for us, it was that, a great sense of togetherness and belonging. But Christmas Day and the holiday season can also highlight how we don't belong. There's an article on the Mayo Clinic website called Stress, Depression, and the Holidays, uh, Tips for Coping, and it lists 10. Because I think by holding up the image of togetherness and belonging at Christmas time can often highlight how we can sense our own alienation and loss. I don't know about you, but my uh, Facebook wall is filled with uh, kind of advice for counseling um, kind of providers at this time of year, because we all long to belong. I mean, again, I asked people for like movies about belonging, and I had 72 movies recommended to me on Facebook. And in fact, I think Paige said, surely this raises the question, what movies aren't about belonging? It's a massive issue. We all long to belong. Now, on Christmas Day, I saw a short video featuring someone who I think, hmm, I wonder if she's struggling to belong right now. Meghan Markle. All right, quick kind of... Uh, Analysis of American interest in British uh, royal gossip. Put your hand up if you've heard of Meghan Markle. So either you are, you know, you read the, uh, you know, the tabloid magazines on, in the giant eagle line as you're waiting to go through, or you watch Suits. Anyway, so Meghan Markle is the American who is engaged to be married to Prince Harry. Now, who's Prince Harry? Quick family tree. Queen Elizabeth, her oldest son, Prince Charles, produced two sons, an heir, and a spare, and uh, the heir is Prince William, who's married to Kate Middleton, and then Prince Harry is now engaged to Meghan Markle, and she's an LA-born American, and now she's walking to church on Christmas Day with the royal family. Now, going to church with your future in-laws for the first time is probably stressful for anyone, but imagine your future in-laws are the royal family of a foreign country, I mean, as she sat in the pew, no doubt gripping Prince Harry's arm tightly, um, what was she thinking? Do I belong? These people are different. They sound different. They do things differently. What makes me belong? Now, Alex, why are you talking about Meghan Markle when you should be preaching the Bible? <clears throat> well, because Meghan will very helpfully illustrate how our scriptural readings answer this question. How can I know I belong to God? How can I know that I belong to God? Because if we do have a secure sense of connection with our Creator, 
all the ways you may struggle to belong in different kind of circles, they become secondary. So, how can I know I belong to God? Um, we're going to start with Galatians, which wrestles with the question, how do we belong to God? And two contrasting ways are explored, the wrong way and the right way. And that's first and second kind of points, and then we'll think about our response. So, the wrong way to belong. Now, Paul, his letters often open with gracious, long prayers of thanksgiving. To the Galatians, he says, I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. A different gospel, the grace of Christ. A wrong way and a right way to belong. What are the differences? Chapter 2, verse 16 Yet we know a person is justified not by works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. What are these works of the law, and what's this got to do with us belonging? Biblical backstory. First book of the Bible, God calls Abraham to belong to him. And Abraham and his descendants were to be this holy nation, presenting God's character, love, and justice to the world. And being a holy nation meant being different. And this was expressed in the marks of circumcision and the food laws. You can eat this, you can't eat that. And Sabbath, observing Sabbath. And Paul, commentator suggests, is referring to these when he says the works of the law. And then Jesus, God's son, came and transformed what it meant to belong to God. But... Many young Christians in those early days, perhaps from Jewish backgrounds, thought, well, maybe I better kind of hedge my bets and keep practicing the works of the law. And you can read that Paul is furious with Peter, who seems to go back to obeying the food laws. Um, Because Peter should have known better. He was there when Jesus said, it's not what goes into our mouths, but what comes out of our hearts that makes us unclean. And so the immorality on the inside. So Paul says, We're in a new chapter now. The works of the law, that's the past. We now belong to God through Christ. Chapter 326, verse 26. For in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. As many of you as were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. If you belong to Christ, you belong to God's people and you belong to God. Just kind of pause before we think about that. Let's just recognize this. Um, excursus into Galatians and works of the law. This may seem kind of, you know, maybe intriguing early church history, but in fact, we attempted in just the same way to try and belong by our own works of the law. Because all groups have explicit or implicit codes of what you need to be or what you need to do or how you need to look to belong. I mean, Meghan Markle did not dress like an L.A. actress on the way to the gym when she was walking with the royal family on the way to church. She dressed and curtsied a lot like Kate Middleton because she performed to belong. And we do the same thing. I mean, it's the last day of 2017. As we look back over this year, how did we perform to belong? What kind of works of the law did we do on our appearance to belong? What kind of things do we do at work to belong? Or what sort of performing ensure that we stay within a certain group?
group because there are invisible laws that demand we do these works of the law to belong. And that is stressful. And it's stressful because we always worry, what if our performance is inadequate? What if we're not a good enough spouse? Or a good enough friend? Or a good enough employee? Being justified by works of the law, performing to belong, is stressful. It can also lead to pride if we're actually really good at it. Um, my wonderful colleague, Danielle Johnson, was the fastest sprint swimmer in the pit swim team. So she belonged on the relay team on travel meets. And she admits she's a little bit proud of that fact. And she realized how proud she was when the pain of being replaced in that position for one of these races hit her. There's pride and then there's despair. Belonging by performing distorts us in so many ways. So how does the grace of Christ transform us? Because we want peace, not stress. Humility, not pride. Hope, not despair. Now John 1 helps us understand the right way to belong. If performing to belong doesn't work, what about the right way to belong? John 1 verse 1, famous words. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. And we read the Word becomes flesh and dwells among us. The Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. Now, if we were to ask Jesus, Jesus, do you belong with God? Well, of course. In the beginning, he was with God. He was God. He totally belongs. If Prince Charles feels he belongs at the Queen's breakfast table, how much more does the eternal song belong in this universe? And think of the moment in which you felt you most belonged. You felt most at home. Most surrounded by faces, delighted to see you. Take that feeling and turn it up to 11. And that is Jesus' eternal experience. And what does Jesus want? What does the Father want? To share that with you. The true light which enlightens everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God. Jesus, whose ultimate eternal experience was total belonging, came into this world and his own people did not accept him. In the first chapter of John, we have a little hint of the last, the end, of being rejected, of being crucified on the outside of Jerusalem. Why? Galatians 4 verse 4, When the fullness of time had come, God sent his Son, born of a woman, born under the law. He experiences our lives in order to redeem those who were under the law so that we, we might receive adoption as children. We outsiders, stressed, proud, despairing, are brought back, adopted as children. 
Jesus shared his belonging with us. Paul writes, and because you are children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you're no longer a slave, but a child. And if a child, then also an heir through God. So if we want to belong to God, do we have to perform to belong? Do we have to dress up and curtsy like Meghan Markle? No. Our confidence comes from Jesus, who belongs and who reaches out, stretches out his arms, that all might come within his saving embrace, that you might belong with God forever. The right way to belong. What's our response? Galatians 3, 27. As many of you as were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. As we're baptized, as we're clothed with Christ, God sees Jesus as he sees us, beloved children. Have you been baptized? If not, do talk to the clergy or myself at the back because there are opportunities coming up in the new year. And when Paul uses the phrase clothed in Christ, he may have been thinking of that passage read earlier in Isaiah. I mean, I love this to be my theme for 2018. I will rejoice greatly in the Lord. My whole being shall exult in my God. Why? For he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. We respond through baptism. We respond in the Eucharist. All baptized believers are invited to the Lord's table. Now, if someone invites you to dinner, um, you know, we might reply, thanks so much for the invitation. What can we bring? What can I bring? If the Queen of England invited you to dinner, would you say, can I bring anything? <laughs> Probably not. And when Mary and Markle sat down to dinner with the Queen, did she bring anything? Probably not. Did she feel she belonged? If she did, it was not because of her curtsy or because of her, I don't know, attempt at a British accent. Not even because she has a kind of Julia Roberts smile and there's a kind of Notting Hill thing going on there. Um, she belonged because Harry belongs and he wanted her there. He wanted her there. And I want you to think of that as you come to the table this morning. Do you belong to God? Does Jesus want you here? Well, look at his body broken for you. Look at his blood poured out for you. He wants you here. My dearest wife was saying last night, actually, how often as a Christian she has struggled with assurance. And assurance means kind of knowing that you're a Christian, that you belong to God. And she was on the phone with a friend of ours. This was back when we were living in England. And this guy taught theology. And, you know, how do I know I belong to God? And he said, just look at Jesus on the cross. That's our confidence. It's not based on what we see in the mirror. It's what we see him. It's not what we do. It's what he has already done. Hence, our post-communion prayer assuring us in these holy mysteries that we are living members of the body of his son and heirs of his eternal kingdom. We respond in baptism in the Eucharist and as witnesses 
Because the end of this morning, we're always sent out to love and serve you as faithful witnesses of Christ our Lord. Well, what kind of witness does it mean? What kind of witness, perhaps, are we looking for this year? I wonder if Jesus asked you this question. How can you show the belonging that I have shared with you? How can you show the kind of belonging that I've shared with you, that kind of witness. So maybe there's someone who you see here at Ascension who perhaps is a bit on the margins. How can you share your belonging with them in a conversation in the parish hall, maybe an invite to a community group? Share the belonging that Jesus has shared with you. Or what if your home is a wonderful place of belonging? Can you open that up and share that with others? This is a great time to do so. And have you ever considered adoption? When we were in England over the summer, we visited some old church friends, and they're grandparents now, but they've started fostering and adopting. And it's very challenging, but also beautiful. And their faces were radiant as they described the different stories of people from international um, backgrounds who had kind of been adopted. And there's a young couple here at Ascension who have committed to the fostering and adoption process. They wrote to me saying, there are children in the world that need homes and need to be loved. What would it look like if we asked God to show us the possibilities of caring for orphans rather than letting our uncertainties limit what God can do? Galatians 4 verse 4, God sent his son so that we might receive adoption as children. Let's conclude with Meghan Markle. So she and Prince Harry have planned this wedding in May, May of the New Year. <clears throat> and it's going to happen at Windsor Castle. So, you know, you get married and sometimes, you know, the woman takes the, the guy's last name. That can be an issue. But I think taking the last name Windsor at a ceremony in Windsor Castle, I don't know, sounds kind of cool. And as she looks around Windsor Castle and realizes she's marrying into a family that owns about 13 billion pounds worth of historic property, um, what will assure her that she belongs? Imagine her standing before the mirror in her wedding dress. Other family members nearby. Does this wedding dress make her belong in the royal family? Well, kind of, but it's, it's a sign that Prince Harry delights in her. And it's his vows spoken to her that make her belong. The dress is a sign of that. She'll wear it once and then you know, look at the photos obsessively for years to come. Or imagine her sitting down at the wedding banquet and nervously trying to work out which bit of silverware do I use for this course. Um, is eating with the royals what makes her belong? Well, kind of, but it's a sign that Prince Harry delights in her and wants her to belong. The dinner is a sign of how he is sharing his belonging with her. So, Christians, as adopted children into the ultimate royal family, invited to inherit the whole new creation to come, remember this. It is hard to wait for Jesus to come back and make all, new, all these things new. There'll be no more crying or suffering or pain. It's hard to wait for that as it was hard for my kids to wait for Christmas. But we're looking back at Christmas. And the day will come in which we'll look back 
at the day when Jesus made all things new. And in that day, we'll experience a kind of belonging compared to which the best Christmas day is nothing. And why will we belong? Well, it's because Jesus delights in us, desires to spend eternity with us, demonstrates that on the cross. And it's that which makes us belong. Let's pray. Abba, Father, we recognize it's not our performance that makes us belong, but it's the grace of Christ shared with us as you adopt us as your children as we turn back to you. And I do pray that ascension would be known in 2018 as a place of profound belonging, increasingly, that we might see in our lives and in the lives of those around us how your belonging is shared with Pittsburgh and beyond. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.